tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Right, with the anticipation of Captain America Civil War coming out in less than a month, I assume, at this point. Uh, it's probably more like uh, two. two it's May. It'll be yeah, in May. May. Yeah, exactly, in May. Um, we are going to be talking about, on this episode of Imagine If Presents Characters 101, Black Panther. Yeah, because with our freedom <laughs> and the ability to not be registered, we can talk about whoever oh, we want. Is that what we're going to get to again? We're going to talk about whether or not I, that my, where my stance on, on registration is. Sorry, Mitch. He was my friend. <laughs> you were my friend, too. <laughs> See, that's how upsetting it got Jarvis just threw a chair right now. <laughs> he did just throw a chair. Uh, look, um, I don't... Okay. Just to get this out of the way first before we get into anything. Oh, hey, I could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, do we? I mean, do you remember Black Panther falling on either side in, in the original uh, Marvel storyline? You know, it, it's funny. During the original Civil War, I almost his book. He had a comic book at the time, and it was one of those books on the road to the Civil War. And it was funny because like tensions were kind of tight between Tony and Steve. And it's like Black Panther was like, crap, I don't want these two guys fighting. Hey, Storm, marry me. Let's have a wedding. That's Weddings right. should cheer everyone <laughs> up. That is right. I remember that. Yep. So they got him married. And I, I, I think they kind of just they kind of wrote him off. They didn't really have him play uh, too much into it. Because I'm trying to remember, the Illuminati happened before Civil War, right? Right. And so, I mean, they, they kind of always had Black Panther. He, he was kind of one of those guys like... I'm not siding with any of this business, but I will be the voice of reason. I'll come in and I'll tell you, like, hey, you know, like, just like you told the Illuminati, like, hey, you guys can meet here. I can't stop you, but it's a bad idea to have this much power gathered in one room making decisions. <laughs> so, but hey, you can use my table. Not a problem, you know? <laughs> like, and, and, and then with the Civil War, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, you guys should come out. We're going to celebrate. There's no reason for us to not be together. We can be united. Here we are having a civil union. Come join, you know? Which is kind of like what uh, I think early reports were saying from the earlier trailers that Black Panther uh, T'Challa wasn't going to be on either person's side. But I think the later trailers have kind of shown he's kind of flowing more towards uh, Tony's side. Well, definitely. There's a scene where, I don't know the actor's name, but it looks like he's kind of like near some building rubble, like there was an explosion. So I'm guessing one of his buildings must have been destroyed. Chadwick Boseman is the name of the actor. That's right, yeah. T'Challa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that might be some of the... the, the, um, the overflow from 
uh, Age of Ultron, where uh, Hulk destroyed parts of Wakanda. Ooh, I didn't even think about that connection. Yeah. Wow. So, so that, that that could definitely so, be what's going yeah, on. Yeah. There. There's there's his tie where it's like, oh, so you guys think it's cute to let this whack job Bruce Banner run around? <laughs> Look what he did to one of my towns. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I definitely. Yeah. I, I see him. I don't think he really had a, a stance during the Civil War, but definitely in the movie Civil War, he is. He's definitely Team Tony. It looks like he's Team Tony. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so. So before speaking of Tony, before to, in, in preparation for uh, this podcast, I had put it out there on our uh, Geekly Radio Facebook page. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has said there are not going to be any more standalone Iron Man movies. You know, uh, well, at least yeah. in the near future. You know, uh, and more likely not with him. Um, so if we comes around to the point where they have to recast a new Tony Stark. Who do you think could play the role? Oh, that is a that is a that's if a, anybody that is a deep question. And it, you know, this is fine. This this is something that I've made an analogy towards, and it's funny. We as comic book fans, you know, at first it was scary, you know, because like okay, the biggest one of all, Christopher Reeve Superman. No one can do it. It's never going to happen. And people are happy and excited to see Henry Cavill. You know, uh, Brandon Routh, you know, he's he started off playing Christopher Reeve, playing Superman. And then I think that's where he went. He had this fault. I think. Well, yeah, Brian that's Singer that's what hurt him. That he wanted yeah. he wanted another Christopher Reeves instead of just letting Brandon Routh play the role. Exactly. Which I think you see, if you watch now, Legends of he is playing. Tomorrow, role. Yeah, he's he giving his Superman. Superman. Yeah, he's not playing Christopher Reeves as Superman. Yeah, he's playing uh, Ray Palmer as Superman, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of weird, yeah. but, but it's OK. Uh, uh but no, but yeah, and so, and I mean, we, we've obviously seen, I mean, hell, even Dean Cain did a great job. Dean Cain, Tom yeah. Welling Tom did a Welling great did a job. Great job. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so there, there, it, it can be done. And it's funny because we as comic book fans, we should be used to that. Like, the way I look at it is a director is like the comic book writer. The actor is the comic book artist. Right. And you each know, artist draws the character exactly. a different way every time. You know, like when I think of, okay, when we talk about Tony, sometimes I get stuck with my 1980s Tom Excellic version of how they drew him where he just had that, that mustache. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden when they started going through, I think it was, oh, Avi Gordy. Um, yeah, him. Yeah, he, he totally, he was the one who basically redesigned all the armor, Tony's look. Before they made um, the Iron Man movie, and this was all part of the Iron Man extremist storyline, so he he brought in a new look. So we've always seen these characters change and evolve. Um, now, when it comes in terms of the actor, like obviously, I want Robert Downey Jr. playing as much as he can. He's a great he's a great actor, and it's not like we can't say we haven't seen change in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've seen it with Hulk. Hulk went from being. Uh, Edward Norton to be Mark Ruffalo. Yep, that's right. And even if you want to count Eric Bana, it went from Eric Bana to Edward Norton to that's Mark That's true. Ruffalo. In our lifetime, we've seen three different Hulks. Um, we've seen Rhodey change. From you know, Terrence Howard to, to Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, and, so... Uh, I mean, not to say that Terrence Howard did a bad job, but Don Cheadle's a great well, actor, so they really... Don Cheadle took the character further, and I don't know if that's because they decided to go further with the character, but... And neither one have been were the roadie that I saw in the comic books. Cause that oh. roadie is a, is a big dude. He's, he, he's more of a presence, and he, he's, he's, he's very much military man, but... I mean, Don Cheadle has done the the, the military man. Yeah, he's got the military thing, look yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, we we've seen change. Now, who would I pick? Gosh, you know, I am so lost with a lot of my younger actors nowadays. 
Um, See, and that's that was the thing about um, Tony Stark or Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. See, even I have a hard time switching between <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. Who is the real man? <laughs> Who is the character? I mean, when they announced that Robert Downey Jr. was going to play Tony Stark, I was like, I see it because both of them have a similar history. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is very. Uh, uh, he was very um, vocal about his past. He's, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes. He was an '80s child star. He became a '90s almost a joke in and out of prisons and yeah. and uh, drug problems and you know a, a stereotype onto himself. Pulled himself out eventually. You know, got 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 sober, got clean, started making great movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is it a phenomenal movie? Uh, you know, and then uh, and then became like it's he's Tony Stark in 2009 but at that point he's already what in his late 40s yeah you you would think that they're going to want someone in their late 20s maybe early 30s to play Tony Stark especially since he's going to be Tony Stark until 2020 yeah well i'm thinking they want to get that longevity you right. know where it's like okay if we get a younger actor we can get more but you know the thing is, is that you got a, an older actor who's had experience and he's oh, yeah. he's been through shit, shit and he's he's definitely you know he has the acting chops so it was great to have Robert Downey Jr. be Tony Stark. Well, yeah, it, it's interesting because what is Iron Man's most famous story? Armor De- Wars, but oh. then <laughs> Demon in a Bottle. Demon in the bottle I guess yes, I should have. I was setting you up. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I feel like now that was when Captain America shook Iron Man's hand. He put the little nanite. And he's like, I set you up, Iron Man. <laughs> no, but. Uh, but I mean, those are the stories, and even then, even then, Armor Wars is is Tony's ego to the point where he's like, "I am so right in what I do that I will overstep bounds and I will do what I have to do." And Robert Downey Jr. kind of has that flamboyancy where he's like, "Hey, man, I'm good with what I do. Right? You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." And I mean, if you look at some of the mug shots, he's smiling. He's like, "I don't care. <laughs> this is funny." <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, like I didn't really follow him, but I remember when he was on Ally McBeal and they 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 had to pull his character. That was a sad episode, and it was just so sad because it's like, okay, well, in TV shows, you know, characters come and go, they're gone, they're this or that. This one, you were like, no, the actor is going away. Like, that is so sad. So, yeah, when they made that announcement, when they did it, it was like, okay, this is going to be exciting. So I guess it's one of those things where the age really wouldn't matter. Um, You know, you don't have to get a younger actor. You don't have to get an older actor. Uh, It's just tough to find somebody who could fill that void who's going to fill that role. Um, it's very true. Yeah, I mean, you you can't just he can't be a one note. I mean, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. hasn't before uh, Iron Man. I doubt he played, and I, I'm thinking about his his filmography. He hasn't really played a lot of action stars or you know uh, a lot of uh, action movies in general. Like he was in U.S. Marshals with Tommy Lee Jones, where he did running and, and shooting guns and stuff. But yeah. other than that, it's a lot of it's a lot of character acting that he usually does. And that shows off in Tony Stark, you know, the uh, very cocky, you know, uh, uh, spoiled kid or grown man or man child, if even, yeah. you know, to the <laughs> point that uh, it, it, took, it takes getting blown up in the middle of the, the desert and uh, forced to make a weapon in, in a cave to, for him to grow up. Yeah, like his life just went down a pooper and it was like, okay. I guess it's time to wake up. Yeah. And even even then, like, it's funny because you could almost do, like, okay, imagine if Yen Sing survived. Would Tony have felt the need to become Iron Man? Very true. You know, so with Yen Sing's death, the, the, the guy who helps him build the, the arc and all that, you know, because Tony, obviously the intelligence was there. He was just right off the bat like, okay, well, you know, I know how to build this reactor. But there was no purpose. 
You know, it's like, okay, well, it'll keep the metal out of my heart. No, no, there was no purpose. It was like, why do you deserve to live? And even Yensing was like, no, go. You, you need to go. You need to live. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was an amazing, you know, transformation of character, which happened both character and actor. Right. So it's like, talk about the, the, the shoe fits. <laughs> um, so, who, I mean, who is another person that would embody that? Or, I mean, because to find someone that has gone through the same thing or, you know, can embody the same thing would be unfair. You can't. You almost can't hold them up to the Robert Downey Jr. standard for Tony Stark. Well, and it's tough because here's the, here's the funny part because I'm thinking about that. I was like, okay, who in my mind comes to that? I was like, Liam Nielsen could be a pretty badass Neeson. Tony Stark. Neeson. He could be a badass. But he's, <laughs> we, then again, we go back to the, the age. Yeah. We go to the age. And, well, and it's funny because you can't, you can't gain that life experience without having gone With through that some shit. Yeah, you're right. You know? Uh, Clive Owen, he gives me a guy who's got those eyes and that soul. But again, we're kind of we're kind of going back there in age again. So I, you're gonna have to give me a minute. I guess I'm gonna throw the ball <laughs> in your court real quick. What yeah, do you What do you have? Yeah, no, that's it's exactly. It's it's the hard. It's probably one of the hardest because you don't all you see is is Robert Downey Jr. Now, when you think about about the role, it's just like Wolverine. Who can you get to play Wolverine now when all you can see is Hugh Jackman? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and these are two characters. These are two actors. That have done everything in their their power now to become those roles, like Hugh Jackman has become Wolverine. What seven times oh, now? Christ, yeah, and he's even, been even so more so in his off screen time. He 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 like he goes out and he 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 does it for charity events and yeah. just like Robert Downey Jr. does. He, you know, you see him. Yeah, and they those, they carry the costume videos. with them. You know, yeah. it's like that's that's awesome. Which is is something that I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of. Which is kind of cool, you know. Like you, like I know Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. They've been out there championing charities as Batman and, and Superman. Chris Evans and you know, Chris Pratt both going around, you know, children's hospitals and and stuff like that. And they're in their Captain America and Star Lord outfits. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's exciting to know that we're gonna have this. We're gonna have these guys going out there and, and doing their action. Um, Gosh, oh man, this is such a you asked a tough question. <laughs> like I mean, honestly, like this is one that it's And plus you got you got to think about who has who isn't already in one of these worlds. Like well, that's true too. The, the Marvel universe, you know. So so Okay, wait a minute. Something came to my mind. Sorry. I didn't mean to, okay. I know you got a point. Um Lost. What was the main actor in that one? Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox. What are your thoughts? Matthew Fox could do it. Um there's a lot of Behind the scenes stuff that about that guy. That, well, yeah, if he cleans uh, himself up, I think we got a winner. Yeah, but and that's what makes me think is that behind the yeah okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Matthew Fox could 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 be good. Uh, you know, it could be a very interesting character. Maybe so. Matthew Fox was also on Party of Five. Party of Five also starred uh, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. I was just eyeballing him. Scott could Wolf be could be a, 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 a younger Tony Stark. I, I think uh, that's very interesting. So, but what I was trying to get is that. Uh, these worlds, these the Marvel un- Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe, or DC Extended Universe is what they're calling it, um, ha- are running out of actors. Yeah, <laughs> like because so so in Daredevil season two, the the lieutenant they get f- that is supposed to be uh, Frank Castle's lieutenant from his his uh, his um, military group, right? Uh, is is I can't think of the actor's name, but he also plays General Ealing in the Flash universe. On TV, so <laughs> like he's being—he's also the voice of, of Lex Luthor in the old animated 
Superman TV show too. Oh, yeah, they're they're all over the place. So, like by the time you do one, you've <laughs> you've already done like three or four. Yeah. So I mean, you know? I mean, Chris Evans was Human Torch and Captain America, and, yep. and then he was on the DC side of stuff with the losers and with the losers. So I mean, it's it's harder to find a char- an actor that's you know not been involved yet. Yeah, like who hasn't had their comic book character <laughs> taken? You know, which is not something you thought you'd ask. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Definitely not. Um, uh, but there are a lot of great actors out there. So uh, we didn't really get too many answers on our Facebook page either. John threw out a, a comical Chuck Norris. But, I mean. Well, but even then, age. Age would be a factor. Be I mean, even, even entertaining it, you know, Chuck Norris does have some chops. You know, and then that, that makes me think, well, you know, Tom Selleck obviously was oh, yeah, Tony Tom Stark of the been, 80s. Yeah, but, but that's exactly that. He was Iron Man of the 80s. We're, <laughs> we're here in, you know, 2016 and so forth. And it's tough. So, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd really have to do a lot more research on my younger male actors. I guess right now in, in the lead, in the polls for me, I, I'm thinking uh, Matthew Fox from from Lost. You know, he, he's got that he's got that quirkiness that I could see. But like you said, the, the behind the scenes, it'd be like, we really need to do this movie. Can you stop being crazy? <laughs> you know, so that that'd be something there. But so, I, I know I'll put it on the back burner, hopefully by the. By the end of this episode, like something will just pop out and be like, "Oh my god!" Here, actually, okay, um, throwing this one out there. He, he's a good guy. He's a solid, strong actor. Um, Warrior. He was the brother to Tom Hardy. Oh, Chris or er, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. I think he's fantastic, and the fact that he hasn't been swept up yet. <laughs> he hasn't been swept up by either so side. I, which I mean, is, I could amazing. see. I mean, they cleaned him up. I mean, look at look at how they cleaned him up for uh, the Great Gatsby. Right. So obviously he, you know, we can change some hair he color. Could we could do grow it. something. I could see so that. So I could, I could see him bringing, you know, a little bit of a quirk and pizzazz to his Tony Stark and giving it some energy. I could, now, I could see that. It's one that's not any younger. Uh, I mean, he's probably a little bit younger than Robert Downey Jr., but he's not that much younger. How about Colin Farrell? I know he already played Bullseye. Oh, that means nothing. That was a lifetime ago. That was a, <laughs> and that was Fox. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, if you think about Tony Stark in Demon in the Bottle, I could see Colin Farrell pulling that off. I could I could definitely, I could see something there. Um, he's not my, he's not a pick, because I, I scanned through him earlier. He popped up on a, a search I did, and I was like, hmm. But I just, I, I don't know. I He wouldn't, he wouldn't sell me. Now, Again, if we're like, and obviously it'd be interesting, you know. I think we talked about this a little bit. You know, Tom Cruise, that's who was supposed to be he Iron was Man. Originally supposed to be Iron Man, plus yeah. Era, you know. But again, I, I think we fall under the age trap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, right? Yeah, but God, that's such a. You asked it. This is a good question. This is because uh, you think about. It, I mean, the the movies aren't going to go anywhere. Marvel. Oh yeah. Disney's going to want to make Marvel movies until they don't make money. And from the looks of it, they're going to be making money for a while. So either they're going to back up a, a dump truck to Robert Downey Jr.'s house and be like, here's <laughs> <Fine>. the money. <laughs> or they're going to find someone younger or someone new to, to play, the, play the role. And we're going to have to either be happy with it or, uh, you know, be Internet people and be <laughs> be upset yeah. with it. Well, and it's funny because even in the comics themselves, like they got to a point where they drove Tony into such a bad guy. That the the Avengers had to go to an alternate universe and take like a teen Tony and bring him over, and they killed our Tony, old Tony. And this was the Avengers: The Crossing story. And it's like, what if we get to that point? What if we get to that point where it's like, all right, well, hey, you know. I've said, I've said, and I, off off of off of podcast before, and 
take this with a grain of salt. I have no inside, uh, you know, dealings with Marvel or, or how come everything I tell you you're putting on this podcast <laughs> since I have such connections to Marvel and DC. But uh, I think that with the fact that we're, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe is playing with Infinity Gems, yep. by the time we get to the end of Infinity Wars, there is a reality gem in there. What we could have the whole world be rebooted because of the reality gem, and it all fits into canon because it's there. So, yeah. you know, we could have a whole new cast for Captain America and, and you know, uh, Robert De- or Tony Stark and, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, everybody Thor, else with, with keeping, just, Man, yeah. keeping doc- the new Doctor Strange and, and Black Panther so that we have familiar faces that, that continue on. But these other people that have already gone through their nine movie de- de- deals, yeah, you know. Like, all right, well, well, thanks for your service. Exactly. We, so here's we your pocket watch. We're moving on, yeah. <laughs> Well, because, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is something, and, and I mean, like, I don't know, like, going on to a tangent here with the, the DCEU, the Extended Universe, I thought that was cool how in The Flash they paid homage to John Wesley Ship in the Flash costume. So they definitely recognize that there's something there, there's a legacy, and, you know, it definitely fits into something that is currently missing in the DC Comics legacy. And so with the DCU, I think we're, we're a lot easier to recast, but Marvel... We have yet to really see it because it's all brand new to us, you know, and I mean, it is brand new, but it's not brand new. But I think, like you said, that's a great moment where it's like, okay, well, this is a part of the Marvel Universe, the reality gem. Things happen. You know, we've seen Captain America as a young man, as an old man, as a man with power, as a man without power. We've seen all of it. We've seen Thor go from being just a mortal to being a, a, a straight up just God on his own uh, to losing his power, being worthy, being unworthy. We've seen them all go through these character metamorphoses. So it'll be interesting to see, okay, well, how can the movies take it? How can the shared universe take it? And I think you're right where it's one of those things where it's like, well, let's, let's get the fans on board now. Let's use that reality gem. We've, we're going through this infinity war. Let's do it. You know, because, you know, you could always do something where the next actor all of a sudden, you know, it's like, okay, hey, I'm a younger Tony. And one day he steps in front of a mirror. And what do you do? You, you get Robert Downey Jr. to sit on the other side of it. And it's like, I'm waiting for you. Right. Don't make yeah. the mistakes I did. I mean, and pay him a little cameo thing. Yeah. yeah, you know. I could see Disney forking out the money for that. Yeah. You know? but it, and, and it's funny that you bring up uh, the, the DCEU. DCEU, yeah. yeah don't say you. <laughs> Come on, you're trying to set up for failure. <laughs> Uh, You're setting up a bad dawn of justice. <laughs> well, look, I mean, the the fact that they they did pay homage to the the John Wesley Ship Flash and and uh, you know the Flash TV show is showing you that there's other dimensions out there. Uh, they have a built-in storyline where everything can change too with with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh gosh! I mean, yeah. if, could you imagine if the TV the the Berlanti universe that's on TV uh, you know decided to bring in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and all of a sudden everything changed? Oh my god, it's mind-blowing. Well, plus it's it's so mind-blowing that who are two of the major characters of Crisis on Infinite Earth? Barry Flash and Supergirl. And right now they're two major TV shows. Yeah. Oh my, that is awesome. You know, that is that is so awesome. <laughs> well, like, definitely the two major deaths of the, of the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh yeah. Well, and that's why I'm hoping I'm, I I like I, when when they have that episode crossover, I can't wait to see like we we need to have John and Barry Right, interact. That like, would be that would be freaking yeah, amazing. That'd be, incra- that'd be incredible. You know, so. Uh, but so we haven't we didn't come up with anything. I don't think we, we we threw out a few names. There are a few names out there. Andy threw out my name as as the the uh, to put to play the new Tony Stark. I said I would do it. 
in a heartbeat, but I'm holding out for Thor. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm recognized that obviously I wouldn't be Tony Stark because I would be Captain America because I believe in the freedom of choice. No. This registration Look, just holds us registration down. Registration is needed. You people are out of hand. <laughs> Take your damn dirty iron mitts off me, you monster. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so the, if you have some suggestions on who who you think would you play along with us, who do you think could play a new Tony Stark? Who, yeah. who could be the young Tony Stark? Give us some names. Toss something out there. If you if you can tough. if you can do like if you ever looked up any of the boss logic uh, uh, pictures that are out there on the internet, you know they as soon as someone is, is rumored to play a role or someone is uh, you know announced they're playing a role, this the boss logic gets out there and they draw a picture of, of what that that actor looks like with uh, with all the makeup and and, and uh, uh, costume on. So take take a look Google Google look look those up. They even did. Uh, uh, Boss Logic, I believe, did a uh, "What if Ice Cube was playing J. Jonah Jameson?" picture. So oh, that's where those come from, dude. I love those. So yeah. So oh, man. so get out there and look at them. Um, but we're here to talk about Black Panther today. Yep. So let's go ahead. What, what's the first appearance of Black Panther in the Marvel Universe? Okay. So if we're going to the historical comic books, we are looking back. We're going to go back in time to Fantastic Four number fifty-two. July of 1966. Now, that's a hot issue. That is a hot issue. Why, you ask? Why? Because issue 50 was the Galactus Trilogy. So that's when Galactus has come to Earth. We discover the Silver Surfer and all the crazy zaniness of Jack Kirby is just spilt onto the page. And now we get some more. We get some international action from Black Panther coming onto the scene. So, yep. July of 66, Fanny 4, number 52, fans. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I assume you, you hadn't read that issue? or at Sadly, least... I am a horrible fan. I have not read it. <laughs> well, okay, here's something in my defense. I have read it using the air quotes. Right. Um, because as a young lad, let's, 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 let's build up the drama here. I don't know where you were. November 11th, 1995. <laughs> this is what I was getting at. But I remember where I was. I was watching part of the Marvel Action Hour. <laughs> Marvel Fantastic Action Four Hour. segment. So it was issue, our episode 20, seventh overall for that season. And the title was um, Prey of the Black Panther. And I remember watching that. And, of course, I remember watching that show. We had the X-Men, the animated series, which begot Spider-Man, the animated series, which begot the Marvel Action Hour, which gave us Iron Man and the Fantastic Four. And I loved it because the more that would, like any time they had a guest appearance of a character, that meant a new toy. So I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, who am I going to get in my collection? Who's going to be there? You know, which new action figure? So the Black Panther comes around. Um, And, you know, he comes in and single-handedly goes after the Fantastic Four you know, and, 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 and it's kind of funny because at first when you meet him, you're like, yeah, this guy's a jerk. You know, he's taking down the main heroes of the show. And for no reason at all. It was just like, well, I just wanted to make sure I was good enough. I just want to make sure I was ready to fight the bad guy. And they're like, you could have just asked us. Oh, well, um, superheroes don't do that. Because <laughs> this is that episode actually is pretty much a direct retelling of the comic. So that was something I just learned looking this stuff up. The Marvel Action Hour Fantastic Four episodes are basically direct remakes of oh, Fantastic comic. Four comics. They right. just kind of jazzed them up a little bit for more modern times. So I was like, oh, wow, that, that's really cool. So you see that, and then he, he goes off. He, eventually him and the Fanny Four, they team up. They go back to Wakanda, and they stop uh, Dr. Claw, who eventually becomes, oh, man, I want to say Iron Claw, but it's not Iron Claw. Sound, <laughs> Soundwave, no. 
Soundclaw. I thought he was just Claw. I think he is just Claw. You're right. Yeah, so they he eventually... They team up, and he just stops. Claw, K-L-A-W. Yeah, K-L-A-W. His, that was his thing. and Because um, Dr. Claw is from Inspector Gadget. Oh, my God. That's right. The <laughs> hand and the cat. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, so, and I just, I just, I thought he was cool. I mean, here was this guy who came in, and he took down a team, you know, and, and not only just a team, but he took on the team in their lair. Right. You, you know, know, that was, I mean, that's, I'm, Obviously, they want a big uh, reveal for the character when when they show up, but to be able to take down the whole team is is pretty impressive. And and, and this is uh, this is an impressive character, not as Black Panther. Also, T'Challa, the king, or uh, you know, when he first starts off, I believe he's just the prince of of, of Wakanda. Well, right? When we first meet him, he is the king because he does avenge his father's death. Okay, so it, okay, but it does flash back to his. His princehood, right? When T'Chaka was the king, his father, and mm-hmm. also the Black Panther, because Black Panther is, is the name that they pass pass down. Also, yeah, as, it's as an the honor, it's an heir as the king of Wakanda to serve yeah. and defend your people as its greatest hero. Right. So uh, T'Challa has has as as being the king of Wakanda. He's also has doctorates. He also is a world class athlete. He's you know done all these things to train himself. To not only be a superhero, but to, to be a king and to be the 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 person that his people need to lead and to look up to. Yeah, he is. I mean, outside of the costume, he's an amazing guy. You know, it's it's funny. Obviously, there's a lot of parallels between him and Bruce Wayne, but it's it's like it's yeah, he's that level of human being where he's like okay, you know. But the the neat thing about his side of the coin is he did his with you know the honor and tradition that I'm doing this. Bruce Wayne did it out of. You know, the fact that his family was taken. Right. You know, so it's interesting where it's like, like they're both kind of on the same level. They both have the same trust issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they've played that. But I believe that T'Challa has more hope than Wayne does. You know, so that that's kind of an interesting drawback between the two. So then you also have the fact that, so in the Marvel Universe, you have basically two two elements that are, uh, in, or two minerals that are, Unbreakable, or you know, uh, you know, very much so the the main ingredients in anything cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in their world. So you have animantium, which usually gets played off in the X Men mutant world a lot more. Yeah, where the in, in the rest of the Marvel U with the Avengers side of the storylines, because if you know if you're not an X Men, you're an Avenger. It's kind of yeah, like you have no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have vibranium. So vibranium comes from Wakanda, uh, whether or not. It's a uh, a piece of a meteorite that landed in Wakanda and eventually became uh, their 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 big thing. Or if it's an actual mineral that's that's mined from Wakanda, which is another thing that uh, you know the the story the storyline flip flops so a couple sometimes. Yeah. Um. But it's it's supposed to be able to. That's what Captain America's shield is made of. Yeah. He, well, he uses that because again, it also the neat elements of it besides it being this like really strong indestructible metal, the the the, the shock forces. The, right. the physics behind it <laughs> pulled in and gone. So it's right, like, that's oh. why he's able to take a blow from Thor's, Thor's hammer, hammer and, and not like, break hey, his arm. I'm okay, <laughs> <laughs> because it's supposed to dissipate all the the force that that comes along with it. It's that cool of a material. So uh, T'Challa or Black Panther uses it to make his own suit. He has parts of uh, vibranium throughout his suit. He's got the claws that are part vibranium. Uh, you know, I imagine he's, his hel- he's got a helmet underneath that mask that, that oh, protects yeah. his skull. Uh, you know, why not make a whole suit? No, well, yeah, if not. you have the most, if that stuff's just sitting in your backyard, it's like, <laughs> hey, we're going to make a really sophisticated suit. You got this? Yeah, you know, and I mean, he does. He's His costume is just like, 
Jeez, could you imagine if like if more people had that stuff? How scary, but how awesome that would be. I mean, could you, know? you imagine Tony Stark having a Iron Man suit made out of vibranium? Oh my god, That'd I imagine. Be nuts. I mean, I imagine he. There's some vibranium parts in a lot of his stuff, but most of the time it's made from some type of uh, steel alloy or you know titanium or something like that. But uh, he, uh, a whole vibranium suit would. I think half of his problems would probably stop existing. Oh, my God. Well, the, the, half his problems would stop, but then his whole new set of problems. Now it's like, I can't be stopped. I don't need my Hulk Buster. I don't need my Thor Buster. I got this one. Now, I remember back in the day, and I, I think I remember this, but the Captain America's shield was half adamantium, half vibranium. Now, I know they, because of the movies... You can't have adamantium in the Marvel Universe because that's a that's an X-Men thing. And, yeah. And his shield is made fully of vibranium. I, is, am I wrong in that memory? Or is that like uh, something that they've just retconned to be all vibranium? No, you're right in that. They, they've always played it that way. Because I remember, I think it was it's a Mike Zek cover. Um, I think it's Avengers or uh, Wolverine maybe. And it's the one where Captain America's holding up his shield and Wolverine's coming down with his claws. And it's like, well, wouldn't the shield just get ripped to shreds? No, because there's adamantium properties to it. So that's why. Um, because even at, you know, you remember the, the paint would never run on Captain America's shield. You know, red, white, and blue. These colors don't run, you know. So it would always, and it is. It's always like whatever the, the comic book super science is, it's there. You right. know, even at, gosh, at some points it's even had like Uru metal in it from the Norse gods. Right. You know, so I mean, this thing is just... You know, like, his, yeah, his, his it's got Amazonian from the, the Amazons in the DC <laughs> universe. You know, I mean, it's so it, it no, there was definitely a time I do remember that where it did have both those two major metals because at the time it was like, well, hey, this is the big stuff, so let's put the biggest of the best and put it together, and that's how Cap Shield happened. You know, you know that uh, the yeah, I mean that would make sense. Why not put the two of the biggest of the best? Uh, so you were talking about earlier your first encounter with uh, the Black Panthers, the. Uh, Marvel happy hour, whatever. Action hour. Action hour. Happy so. hour. <laughs> like, there's a lot of drinkers. And Tourists. <laughs> uh, and uh, I do remember watching the Iron Man show and the Fantastic Four show, but I remember watching them separate, and it was like mornings before going to school and stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, my first encounter with Black Panther was the Spider-Man animated series in the 90s. I'm pretty sure he show, he showed yeah. yeah he shows up at, at the one Secret point. Wars right wasn't it when they redid the I mean I know he was in several episodes before yeah exactly that, but, but he, I think he was also part of that yeah, team yeah so that's when uh, you know my first encounter with him and I, you find out about T'Challa and all of Wakanda and stuff like that or at least that's how I found out of him yeah. um, I remember after Blade became a movie uh, uh, Wesley Snipes was rumored to also going to play T'Challa at some point he oh was that was always Oh my god! You know the fact that he played Blade before Black Panther was amazing, right? Uh, the the chatter was always like he's going to do this, and he he was even like, yeah, it looks badass. I mean, you know, like it, it's funny. I was looking at some of the history over here um, for a while there. They actually had to stop calling the Black Panther Black Panther because of the Black Panther Party. Even so though it was the Black he Leather. Had the name first. Yeah, he he predates them. You know, it's not like Stan Lee was like, I got it, Excelsior. Here we go. You know, like he didn't create some you know hate. Well, I shouldn't say. Uh, he didn't take a character like that from a group of people that you know were were, were definitely radical. Radical, you know? yes. And so you know he he threw that name out there, and so obviously kind of like dissuading themselves from it because that happens a lot. I mean, there's been times where we throw a character out there, and 
uh oh, you know, this is this happened or that happened, so we'll tweak it, we'll change it because we don't want to be with radical. We're just trying to make entertaining stories. You know, if they get you to think, fantastic, awesome. Um, so they, they had that, but I mean, I, I know Wesley, he was like, dude, this guy is like, you know, of my race, this is the ultimate badass guy i want to play that part and i remember you when know. you know he was having all of his tax problems that was going to be the movie that was going to that would save, save him. him yeah he was he was yep. banking on that movie and then, of course it never got made yeah which know, is a shame it, which is definitely a shame but now now we're getting him in and and to talk about the the whole fact about not being called black panther when marvel universe came up with ultimates or the ultimate marvel universe they didn't call him black panther there. they just oh, really? called him panther yeah he okay was just known as panther so wow. that was I thought that was uh, an interesting thing when they they threw out the whole black part, which um you know I always found funny that they always felt the name felt the need to incorporate a color into uh, all of our different uh, superheroes. You know, well, especially whenever you had an African American based hero, you know, it's like you're black, you know, like Black Lightning. Why couldn't he just been Lightning? <laughs> he could have just been Lightning, Electric yeah. Lightning, you know, something, you know. But yeah, it is funny yeah, that they, Black Lightning. You know, yeah. yeah, I was like, and there you know, was, and there's Black Panther. He could just been Panther. Uh, but also on the defense, I guess like, it is funny. We do. We I think we're being those bad fans. The Falcon, he wasn't Black Falcon. No, but you he know, wasn't Red Power Falcon Man. Either. Wasn't you know? Yeah. Well, they, they did. They just took on those those aspects, and they did have it. But I know, like Green Lantern, John Stewart. You know, they did when they when they did the the black exploitation, black exploitation. You know, it was he's the black Green Lantern. And you're like, yeah, but I was uh, <laughs> also wasn't just talking about that. I'm talking about like. Like when they first came up with the Green Lantern, did he have to be the Green Lantern? Couldn't he just been Lantern? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it is funny. Yeah, I get what you say. Yeah, the colors, like it's like okay, we'll put this color aspect. Yeah, in all front of a sudden, of it. yeah. I mean, because look, Red Tornado. Why couldn't he just been Tornado? Yeah, he had to be Red Tornado. What well, What is adding a color to the name make it sound more fierce well, or badass? I think we like. I think we like like a, a two part name. You know, Superman, Batman. You know, like. Even even like yes, it is Shazam, but most people are like Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know? okay. I, I even to, actually his original name was Captain Thunder. You know, that's right. So I think a lot of people like that because it's like you know we'll think of something like okay, how can I get power? Wind. All right, but wind doesn't sound cool, so I'll call it the Blue Wind. You know, <laughs> and now you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. So I think it's it, it's obviously you know comic books at the time were rough in their origins, where it's like, hey, just poop out a bunch of characters. <laughs> if we throw a hundred and Five of them stick. Hallelujah. You got something, you know. So, you know, the banana baseball bat. Yes. Oh, that's three. Jeez, he would have been a team leader. But you know what I mean? And and so it is funny. So I think they do like that. They want that two-part name, you know. And it, it's true because, like, lightning doesn't sound as funny. Even even Luke Cage, Power Man, you know, we, in both his aspects, we want those two parts. Because it is funny. It's like, hey, how come he's not just like, hey, it's Luke. You know, I'm like, hey, Mitch Pompayek, how are you doing? You know, it's. Mitch, you know, it's funny how those <laughs> things work. So I, I, I do laugh, but I, I, I think there is something to that. Comic books like that dualness to it. And so obviously yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. With the names, you know, because even Robin, you know, it's like, okay, well, Robin, oh, Robin, the boy wonder. We're going to put more to it. We're going to we're going to make it deeper. And then eventually Red Robin. Yeah, that's true. Red Robin's come along. Red Hood. Red Nightwing. Hood. You know? <laughs> Tim Drake, because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I need something that sounds like a bird. Oh, Drake's, you know, ducks. There you go. Yep. Um, with Black Panther, so you know, eventually we get to the point where uh, I'm, I'm guessing Black Panther books aren't selling, uh, you know, or at least one iteration of them. And their way to uh, bring sales back is to pair him, pair him up with another 
very prominent African superhero, uh, which would be Aurora. Yep, or Storm, Storm of the from X-Men. the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her her backstory of of being a uh, tribe princess, which was a goddess actually, goddess, that's right, goddess, goddess, that's, goddess right. that's right. She, which is, I assume, I, I believe, was retconned in because originally she was just a, a, a thief, right? Well, no, they 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 did have it like. If I remember correctly, going back to my giant size X Men number one, I think she was looked at as a goddess. But then later on, they did have that retcon where it was like, oh, Professor X met her after all, back when she was a little girl in Cario. Cario, if I remember correctly. And Cairo. Cairo. And Cairo, where she you know, ran across the Shadow Thief and she was being controlled by him. And, and that's where she, she gained her abilities as a thief and, 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 and uh, sleight of hand and all those fun things. But she kind of she had uh, I guess technical long, long story short she had both aspects to her. Okay, so know. both of them are there from the beginning. Yeah, um, I know they did have the two of them meet early on, but it didn't seem like there was much of a chemistry. Um, you know, it was kind of like, oh, it's nice to see you. And uh, somebody did a, a like an Urban Legends article, and they were like, well, when did they first meet? And it was Black Panther and Storm. And it's funny because obviously as characters grow, there's more backstory put into them. And they did have it that eventually it was like, oh, well, you know, T'Challa and Aurora did meet when they were children. Right. Know? So they, they've had that. So They've had the, the – supposedly had this history. Yeah. And so I think but, – but again, I feel like that was inserted when it was like, well, we're going to do this whole Black Panther wedding. We're going to have a merry storm and that will be awesome. And it was kind of like, Really? You know, you don't really have the two of them running around together as much because I know DC at the time, it's like, uh oh, Marvel's getting married. We got to get married. And they put green arrow with black canary, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it was like, okay, well, at least those two, they've always been together. So it made sense them getting married. And the other two, you're kind of like, and plus it's funny how, you know, that aspect of wait, an Avenger and an X-Men getting married. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) And plus, I I believe it was also kind of a political wedding too for the two. Uh, tribes, nations, or whatever you want to call it, from Africa the, the I, I wanna, coming together. The wasn't the predicted that she was as the goddess of this was supposed to go with the king of of Wakanda at one some point. Am I just remembering this wrong? I you know honestly it, it, it's tough because there's like I know like I didn't really follow his books too much. Uh, he's he's like he's got he's got the curse that a lot of characters have. He's a better ensemble character. Right. I'm just going to put that out there right away. Like, you know, reading his stories on their own, sure. I'll read a miniseries of his, not a problem. But a whole book, mm, you know, sorry, I'm not going to. It's, you know, because at the price points, you know, you're kind of like, well, you know, price points and time, which characters will I read? So, like, when Black Panther's in Avengers, he's an awesome character to me. I love him. I, I love the stuff they do with him. I, I, I dig it. the same it, way I am with know? Iron Man. I can't, like, Iron yeah, Man to read his book himself, I can't, I can't do them. Yeah. They're usually two. They're two the same. Like everything, the storylines are always the same. Well, it feels that way. Honestly, it feels that way. It's like somebody gets in there. It's like okay, well, let's have him. Let's have him nearly go back to being an alcoholic. Let's have him have some problems with his armor. Let's have him have some problems with his business. And, and oh, then he overcomes. Comes up a lot. He's, yeah. Oh, he's poor again. Yep. And he's got to work his way back up. It's like great. So you're telling me that you know he can he can be a poor person and still do it better than me? Yeah. It's like <laughs> oh, this is his twentieth fortune. Great. Yeah. Stark resilience and <laughs> what other newcomers? The Stark Foundation, the Myra, the Maria Stark Foundation. Yeah, I mean, it's the like, Stark Foundation. Oh my yeah. goodness, you know. And it's like so. I, I you, they, they, you're right. They, they are. You know, Tony falls in that that category too, where it's like it's just so hard to go after it. And so that's what's tough is because I follow an aspect of the character, I don't get to follow the full character. Right. And so things happen. You know, you're reading him in Avengers, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, he was palling around with Storm. 
When did that happen? <laughs> oh, that was over in, you know, this little mini series that we had that was, you know, fallout from an episode of Ghost Rider where they <laughs> teamed up as the secret defenders and you're like Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, you know, I'll read it. And I'll, hopefully, it's good. You know? And then after after they they the two of them got married, Storm and, and Black Panther got married. They, uh, you know, which is one thing I always find funny is that he is the king of Wakanda, and often a lot. I mean, just because of his superheroing, he's not in Wakanda. He's off <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's why you have advisors and people that you trust, you and you put in charge. But he and Storm go and become part of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was an era of Fantastic Four. They were both... Um, who were the other two? Was it just Johnny and Ben? I, I want to say, yeah, because cause, uh, Sue and, and Reed go off. They, they're like, you know, we kind of want to be a couple for a little while yeah. and just do some exploring on our own and stuff like that. So they came. They come, and they're they're the they make yeah, up they, this they, Fantastic they Four, yeah. which seems weird. I mean, yeah, T'Challa is, is is super smart. He's super intelligent, just like we said. He's got many doctorates, but you have a kingdom that you're supposed to be running, and you're sitting here yeah, at the Baxter like Building. Four Freedoms Plaza is the least of your worries. You've got, you've got, you know, yeah, um, yeah. That's right. I, I'd almost forgot about that. Jeez, and, and well, and it's funny because yeah, they made it such a point because that's right, the wedding happened, so that happens over in Wakanda, and it's like okay, you know, um, he reconnects with Aurora. They're like, oh, here we go. They propose, get married, you know. Now we're, we've got, um, you know, the civil war is starting to come up, and then boom, uh, T'Challa and Aurora come in, and they they take over for Reed and Sue as the Fantastic Four. And it's like, but what? Like, who's who's taking care of your kingdom? Because I know they did that for a while. Because Marvel, Marvel seems to love its struggling marriages. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, T'Challa's going to be off running around being all worldly. So then Aurora has to stay and protect Wakanda. But then she's got her allegiance to the X Men, and so now she's torn, and he's torn, and Which she I remember feels that playing used. up in the X Men too. Because the X Men were like, well, how can we have you as the leader of one of our teams if you're not going to be here? You're going to be in Wakanda. You're you're queen there now. Oh, you yeah, have those people to take care of. She's like, no, no, I'll be here. I'll be the, the, the leader of, I think it was like Team Blue or something like that, or Team Yellow. Probably Gold, yeah, Gold Gold, team. okay. So, uh, you know, that, that's fine. But then again, we're getting the Wolverine effect. You know, how many exactly. teams can you be on? How many places can you be? And Wolverine, we can say that because he's not supposed to be the king of any place. He's, yeah, he's just There's no dude. place that he needs to be. Yeah. There's just places that he's going to be. He doesn't have an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His home is wherever he is, yeah. Uh, you know? Well, then it's fine, because then after all the fallout of all that, so then, of course, you know, the, 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 the marriage was struggled because Storm felt pulled from her loyalties and her duties. Uh, T'Challa wasn't really living it up. So then they took T'Challa's sister, Shuri, and they, they, they got her to officially be the new Black Panther queen. And so it's funny because T'Challa at that point is kind of like banished, you know, in a sense. And then so it's like, you know, Matt Murdock's like, oh, hey, since you got nowhere to go, can you protect Hell's Kitchen? And it's <laughs> funny because, again, where it's like, well, if you're going to be prowling the streets at night fighting crime, you're home. You know, like, <laughs> seriously, you know. So, yeah, it is, it is funny how that, how that worked out. Um well, it'll be interesting to see what what they're going to do with the character after the movie, you know, because definitely yeah. he he's always been one of those characters. Like even if you look at his first couple appearances, you know, he he bopped around the Marvel U, which is cool because he is a worldly hero. 
You know, and I think that's what's neat about him is that, you know, even though we have different superheroes of minority base and, and, and power base and character base and gender base, but they all seem to come from America. And here's a character. It's like, oh, cool. You know, this guy comes from Africa. This, this is going to be some exciting stuff. He's going to bring some differences to the table, you know. And, and even then, he's, he's really good at what he does. He's got, you know, and, and part of the UN connection and all that. And so it's, it's, it's very neat. He brings a lot more than just super heroics. You know, he brings political and, 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 and hierarchy power ability to it. Um, so I'm very curious to see what, what like, obviously, I, I think Marvel's looking to launch a new book because they're going to they're gonna tie it up and get ready for the movie. But it'll be interesting to see, like, well, where will they put him? What what role will he be? And even in the movie, you know, how much of, of the Wakanda kingdom will we see? Will we see anything? You know, obviously there were some hints and setups during Age of Ultron with Claw, mm-hmm. you know, and even the, the I think they, they did go over to... Wakanda. Yeah, they did. Because, right. Well, that's it's it's. I'm not sure if that's where they found Claw was in Wakanda or not because they said that uh, they found Claw because he was one of the few people that had stolen taken vibranium out of Wakanda without the permission of the government, and that's why he had gotten that uh, that that brand on him uh, of being uh, a traitor or whatever it was, a thief. That's right. So that's how they found him and. And you had you had uh, Bruce Banner say uh, it's uh, some type of uh, Wakandand. Uh, oh, I mean Wakandan. So you know that's what you know that whether or not he was actually in Wakanda when his ship was on that mud flat, whatever that was, yeah. is uh, I, I don't remember for sure. But I mean, they could they definitely weren't that far away. Well, they're from definitely them. alluding to it. They're planting seeds. <clears throat> yeah, and actually, I almost forgot to uh, T'Challa, the character himself. He had a huge year. He had a huge year. Um, Marvel Comics just wrapped their Secret Wars, which was you know a crisis uh, and an infinite you know story, one of those major ones <laughs> that's going to rock the Marvel U. And T'Challa was one of the survivors of the dead Marvel Six One Six. So he was one of the survivors, and, you know, the final issue, you know, he marches up on Doom, and, you know, he's got all these different, like, rebellion armies, you know, people from the Age of Ultron, people from the uh, Age of X, things like that. They're all lined up, and he's leading them. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to finally, we're going to stand against you, Dr. Doom, who was the main bad guy. And finally, he's like, you know, that I'm just actually here as a distraction, Reed is going to be taking the power source away from Doom, and and Reed and Doom fight, and then finally um, T'Challa actually gets the time gem, which by this point in the Marvel comics, the time gem has been destroyed, so he actually gets a chance to go back to Wakanda before the the incursions, which is basically like two different Marvel Earths colliding and slamming into each other, and only one would survive. And the last incursion was Marvel 616 and then the Ultimate Marvel. So basically Tatala gets a chance to go back and, you know, fix it somehow. I'm not even too sure yet. I, <laughs> I, I need to read it and really focus on it. But, yeah, that all comes place in Secret Wars number nine. So he had a huge, huge moment there. So it's almost like, you know, if anybody knows what happened between, you know, Marvel Comics before Secret Wars, in Marvel Comics after, it seems like it's all going to be stuck with three men. Doctor Doom, Mr. Fantastic, and Black Panther. So he's definitely, he, he got some high respects up there in that. And it's like, okay, you know, so Marvel's got some big, big plans for this guy. Well, that also brought me, uh, that, that made me wonder, did he, was he part of, and I know this was a space theme story, but was he part of that uh, 
Game of Kings, I think it was called, or, or Tournament of Kings. What was it? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Realm Vulcan of Kings. Um, yeah, Vulcan War of Kings. I think it was War, just War of Kings. Kings. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't put in that aspect uh, because that one they just kind of kept it like with the Shi'ar Empire, the scrolls, and, okay. and the space, the real cosmic aspects of things. But um, one thing we are overlooking, one of his major things, he was part of the the um, the Illuminati. We talked about it. Well, he he did he didn't he didn't accept it at first. And then finally during uh, – and Hickman, obviously, Jonathan Hickman, a uh, really good writer. And if you want to read about what his plans of the Marvel U were, you have to go all over the place. Like you actually have to read his Fantastic Four run. <laughs> you have to read his run on the Ultimates and the Ultimate Comics. And then it all culminates with his run on New Avengers and um, – <clears throat> what's the other book I'm looking at? Avengers. Um, and it was kind of cool because he took an element out of the Avengers versus X-Men crossover. So Namer – gets a fifth of the power of the Phoenix Force. And Emma Frost has a fifth of the power of the Phoenix Force. And so by this point, the Avengers have kidnapped uh, Hope. And they're basically like, okay, we've got you free from the clutches of the X-Men. We're going to figure out what to do. And so, of course, they're all burned up and mad about this. And Emma's like, I know where she is. She's on Wakanda. And Black R and Namor's just like, let's go! And he just brings the seas and destroys Wakanda. And so now that put a huge rift between these two kings, Black Panther and Namor, which was cool because that happens in real life. You know, kings are like, (laughs) if I'm mad at you, my nation is mad at you. So we had the Atlanteans and the Wakandians pissed at each other for the longest time. And the beautiful part of it, if you read the New Avengers book, those two have to work together. You know, because now all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're aware of these incursions. Planets are smashing into each other. What are we going to do? And then, of course, Namor, you know, Namor is not Namor is Namor is definitely OK with being somebody who's like, hey, if you have to call me a dick in order for me to save my life, I don't care, you know, because you'll probably be dead. <laughs> so, of course, he sides up with like an anti Illuminati squad with Thanos and all these other crazy baddies. So. It's finally to a point where the, the Thanos squad, they go to these incursions, whether it involves our Marvel 616 or not, and they just destroy one of the planets right off the bat. So, like, you know, Black Panther shows up, and it was so beautiful, like, way he exacts his revenge, because he's like, you know, like, basically all the way up from, like, issue two or three, there were some words exchanged between Black Panther and Namor, and here we are, like, issue 40, and it's like... Yeah, remember what I told you? <laughs> Payback's a bitch. And kabam, just knifes him in the back and leaves him for dead. And you're just like, whoa, that's a king. Like, he just acted like a king. He just did some crazy stuff right there. So they definitely, they, I'd say in recent years, they're really making sure that it's like, okay, when we look at him, don't make him a superhero. Remember, he is a warrior king, which is awesome. Right. Um, I can definitely see, I think, some of that thought, some of those viewpoints is definitely kind of even spilling into what we'll see with, you know, upcoming Aquaman. You know, so it'll be interesting to see, like, all right, cool. We're going to have these, like, leader warrior kings <laughs> that are right at the front with the biggest sword saying, let's go and do it. You know? And I think, uh, you know, I, not to throw out Game of Thrones, I mean, scenes as these characters have been, these characters in the comic world have been around a lot longer than the Game of Thrones characters, but the way that, you know, Game of Thrones portrays warrior kings and kings and, and, and all this stuff, I think we'll see more of that integrated into our, our kings of these different worlds. I mean, you have Aquaman and, and, uh, uh, King Brian uh, from oh yeah King Brian from uh, the United Kingdom uh, the, the um... no what, what's his uh, Geoforce oh sorry I was, I was thinking the about. other one I was thinking of uh, Brian Braddock yeah Brian Braddock from 
Alpha Flight, not Alpha Flight, from uh, Excalibur. <laughs> Excalibur, right. You know? So there we go. We could have a War of Brians. They're both kings <laughs> and all that. But yeah, I mean, you've got Princess Diana of Thymascara. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian of of his hometown. And so, yeah, we do have a lot of royalty heroes. That, you know, so, I think we'll, we'll see play out to be more savage and more brutal and stuff like that. Uh, that has been Black Panther for Character 101. However, just like in our last episode, we had someone come and give us an answer on our Facebook while we were this internet. Doing this. It's wild. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy stuff. So Luis Aguilar uh, trying to answer our question of who could replace uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Really didn't have, no. He said, I don't know. How about, and he threw out a picture of um, Benicio Del Toro. That's a good-looking picture for it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got Benicio, the look. Benicio del Toro is a great actor; he could do it too. However, you, like we said, you, you're going to they're going to want to go with someone younger. Yeah, more than likely. Well, you, they're, they're going to want to do that because that way you get a longer life of the character and the actor. And then plus, while they're younger actors, it's like, well, you're not that experienced, so we don't <laughs> have to pay you that much. That's I mean, true. I, I mean, hate to speak that way, but I know Marvel or not Marvel, but any studio is going to look at that. It's like, like hey. if anybody's seen Sicario, uh, the Benicio del Toro's latest movie, I believe. You know, he was just in it last year. Uh, the one where he teams up with uh, Captain Marvel, right? <laughs> Emily Blunt, who's more likely going to be playing Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, he did an incredible job in that. That movie is freaking incredible. And if that becomes true, that she's going to play Captain Marvel, uh, Josh Brolin's also in that movie, so that was Thanos. Thanos. Well, okay, and that's funny because we, we forget Benicio Del Toro already has a place in there. Right, he's the collector. He's the collector. Which, you know, there was enough makeup there and he's eccentric enough that you could... Oh, you he, could easily he, play the two parts, yeah. Right, but... I, I, yeah, well, I think that uh, more than likely Benicio Del Toro is not going to be the choice that they go with. If they do, more power to them. If they, but I'm going to say that's not going to happen. Hey, he threw it out there first, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, if anybody else has any more, uh, you know, suggestions on who should play Tony Stark after Robert Downey Jr., go ahead and hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, if you have any more characters you'd like us to talk about, you know, get into more depth of the history, more. Uh, big points in their in their lives in the comic books. Uh, you know, write 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 us some just suggestions on Facebook. Yeah, toss it out there. Who do you want to learn about? Who do you want to hear about? Who are you interested in about? And also, don't don't be afraid. We are more than willing to venture outside of the DC and Marvel. You, you know, if you, if you want to learn more, like you know, RoboCop, Judge Dredd, you know, whatever else is out there, Star Trek. You know, they they do have roots in sci-fi lore, which comic book history has also helped to grow. So definitely feel free to. Toss them our way. Uh, we will definitely have you know. personal stories to tell about them, and we will do the research on how to and 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 on what uh, you know they they've been around. We just want to help you be a better geek. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, uh, and I mean, right now the way that we kind of pick them is, is is characters that are being involved in either movies or TV shows, and they're showing up, and and you know we these are characters that might not get most of the 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 love that other characters get. I mean, like obviously Black Panther doesn't get as much love as Batman. Oh, so yeah. you, you, you might need to, to know a little bit more yeah. about him. Well, you do, because actually one thing I, I should have brought up, too, and this was a fantastic story. Um, when Jeff Johns uh, was writing The Avengers and he wrote the Red Zone story arc, Black Panther was a major voice of character in those arcs. You know, he definitely was like keeping an eye on stuff. And, you know, when, when some of the other heroes were down because of the, 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 this, this virus that was attacking him, Black Panther stood up. And I, if I remember correctly, I think he was the one who even came in with a cure. You know, so it's awesome to know that, like, hey, here's, you know, he does have shining moments. And we won't see those because as soon as they go onto any screen, the big or small, this is the whole new character. So we just want to help you discover that there's a back catalog out there that's fantastic. 
don't stop yourself. Check it out as much as you can. Exactly. So, uh, anyone you want to hear about, and anybody you want to talk about, anything you want to talk about in general, uh, you know, give us a, a look on on Facebook. But uh, you can also get to uh, Geekly on Twitter as at Geekly Radio. Uh, I have a personal Twitter, which is at Agent underscore of the underscore Bat. Chris also has a personal Twitter, which uh, he probably doesn't use as much as I do, but uh, probably wouldn't mind using it if you talk to him. Yeah, I'll get a I'll get a notification, so I'll definitely do my best to reply. Uh, I am on the Twitters as stuff I should say, so help me say more. So should being spelled S H U D. So definitely, let's go out there and let's talk some comics. Let's talk some TV. Let's talk it all. It'll be fun times, folks. There you go. Uh, and then you can also go to radio or geeklyradio.com is our website with uh, you know back back post podcasts and other podcasts that are on our network that you might enjoy uh, but until then this has been Imagine If presents Characters 101 Black Panther <laughs> <laughs> mouthful <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, until next time on the Geekly Radio Networks until next time always remember to geek, geek out. out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program